0: This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the show, Picmonic. Picmonic is an audiovisual learning system with unforgettable stories and characters to help you remember everything you need to know for PT school and beyond. Used by over 1.5 million students all over the world, Picmonic is perfect for streamlining your studying in an efficient manner. Listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps for a 20% discount. And first-time users can start today for free. Getting access to one learning objective and one PicMonic quiz per day, forever, at zero cost. Available on iOS, Android, and desktop. Once again, listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps at checkout. Happy studying, let's get right into the show. Okay. All right. Hello, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Snack Break podcast by Arthur Snacks. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. My guest today is a travel PT from Chicago, currently living in Northern California. He's worked in nearly every setting within the field, aside from peds and the school district. He also has emerged as a leader within the space of travel, healthcare, real estate, investing in properties across the country during and in between assignments. He's the founder of Rate My Therapy Company, a platform for therapists to rate and review facilities to improve transparency within the field of PT. He is Jonas Takiste. Jonas, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been seeing all your content kind of coming up more and more often across my Instagram page, whether it's the reels, whether it's the real estate tips. Um, And really, it just seems like you're doing a lot of cool things within the field. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you.
1: Same here. You got to love the power of social media to bring people together.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty
1: amazing. So um, I ha-
0: I have had a travel PT on the show before. He was actually my very first interview. Um, so with that being said, I think my listeners have a little bit of a background on travel PT. Um, but for those who've never heard of you before, who is Jonas Takisa?
1: Jonas, I am a current Actually, I'm not a travel physical therapist because I'm currently taking a break from my contract as of uh, last Friday. So I'm currently semi-retired or not employed, whatever, whatever, whatever you say. Um, but I am just a pretty extroverted guy. I am interested in achieving financial independence through mainly through real estate investing. And I like to explore, I like to do travel therapy. Um, because the contracts pay more and it gives you an opportunity to explore a different area. And you you just have a lot of time off too. And then it kind of gives you flexibility to try out different ideas to make money. Cause Hey, if it doesn't work out, you always have a travel job if you're flexible (laughs) to fall back on. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm actually taking like a one to three month break from work just to focus on different projects and ideas I have. So
0: we'll see how that goes. Very exciting times, it sounds like. So have you always done travel PT then straight from graduation, or is there any time where you were actually working at uh, either clinic or hospital? I
1: I began travel therapy seven months after my first job. So my first job, it was in a large teaching hospital in the Chicagoland area. Uh, um, it was an outpatient setting, and I learned a lot. I had a uh, great mentorship. The only thing is the job did not pay well. There was good mentorship at the hospital. It didn't pay well. Um, so after seven months, I did travel therapy mainly just to explore more and then for the increase in pay. Because I graduated with about $120,000 worth of loans. And I was just doing the math. I was thinking, man, chill. it would, it would, it would be tough to pay off that debt with what I was making at the time. So Mm -hmm. I transitioned to travel therapy uh, seven months since, and I haven't looked back.
0: So you talk about the good mentorship you had while you were at the hospital. And I know that's one of the big complaints, like from travel PT, or like why some people might stray away from it. So what would you recommend to someone who's interested in travel PT, but maybe is like early on in their career and feels like they really want to get a little bit more mentorship? Yeah,
1: I think travel therapy is... Travel PT, it's definitely not for everyone. You kind of have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable and just be able to pick things up on the go. And it's also, it can work out if you find a facility where there is mentorship or the caseload is not super busy. So you really have to do your due diligence on the job interview for the travel job to kind of filter out if it's a good facility, if you're not as confident. But I mean, I love it, but I'm very extroverted, flexible, and I'm a quick learner. And I think it's Mm -hmm. not for everybody, but it's for somebody that feels confident in their skills and if they can learn fast, and if they don't try to change what's going on at the facility where they're gonna work. um, Because you're pretty much going in there as a guest in a person's home, and you don't wanna make too many changes because then people, just won't like that. So you just got to go with the flow, kind of. I, I mean, do what feels right and everything, but I'm not going there to like change the culture of a facility. I'm going there just to feel a desperate need
0: and just do what needs to be done, pretty much as a traveler. <laughs> okay. I really like that analogy a guest in someone else's home. Okay. Uh, and this is an observation I've made. I think you'll probably have some better insight. But in terms of getting travel contracts, is it a lot tougher for outpatient facilities? Like if someone wants to work an outpatient, just when I've looked at travel listings, I feel like I never see any or very limited outpatient slots. So it's kind of just talk me through that a little bit. Is that a um, misconception on my end or is that the case? And maybe why? Hey, there's... Most of
1: the time, there's mainly jobs in nursing homes and then the home care setting. There definitely are outpatient jobs and and jobs in acute care, but they are less. But the more flexible you are on the location and the more experienced you are, the better it'll improve your chances. And it kind of just depends because in some states, there's a lot of jobs where you have a better chance and then in, in some you have less. But if you're like fairly experienced, there it definitely drastically increases your chances online of, okay. of finding an outpatient job. But I worked, I mean I mean, I've worked outpatient jobs and there's like good jobs and there's bad jobs. So you just gotta do your research and then during the job interview, just make sure just to ask them as many questions as possible about the setting and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of different kinds of outpatient settings, like some setting it could be just like a mill where you're seeing a bunch of patients and then some they can have really good one-on-one care and sometimes they might even pay the same sometimes the one with better care with the one-on-one care they might even pay better so just do your due diligence during the job interview Mm -hmm. and search for the facility too online like on facebook groups like the like the Rate My Therapy company group
0: or just on Indeed or anything, just search as much as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this might be a big ask, but do you have any, do you have any like big questions that you'd say are the most important in terms of like vetting out these companies? So how to determine maybe some different wordage that could be used if it's more towards that multiple patients in an hour and just things to look out for? Yes. Well, I have, like a list of questions
1: that I wrote on a blog post and like I can send that to, if anybody asks me, Um, it's just a list of questions to ask based off of the setting. So some good questions to vet out um, a company is you can just ask like, what's the patient load requirement? What's the productivity requirement? You can ask, Hey, why is there a need? Um, You can ask if 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 You can talk to somebody at the current facility as well. I remember there was one travel company. I I mean, there was one job, it was inside of a nursing home. And I asked to talk to somebody who works there and the person said, no, they they denied that. (laughs) So That's a red flag. flag? I was like, (laughs) red flag, Turn around and walk the other way. I mean, yeah. So you just gotta Mm -hmm. ask the questions. But thankfully, I've had all good experiences at travel contracts. I've extended each contract I've been on. And I've been—I probably had like 11 jobs in my four years as a PT. So I just keep switching it up. Because I've been a traveler for about three years, and I've been a PT for about four years.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I think that would be the big hesitancy is if if you're going to a new area or visiting somewhere different, and you haven't really gotten a chance to see the clinic and things like that, I think it can be very intimidating and very easy to walk into a situation that's maybe a little bit less ideal. The next question I have for you then is it seems like with some of these travel contracts, people might not always end up in the best situation or exactly what they're looking for. So is that kind of where you founded Rate My Therapy or how did that come about?
1: Yes. I made the platform Rate My Therapy Company just pretty much to benefit myself at first, because whenever I would apply for a job, I would go to a job and it would be different than what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And it's basically to improve the expectations of what a facility is actually like, because a lot of the times a a physical therapist, they might go to a job, um, they'll have the job interview. And then once they start work, it could be drastically different than what they thought it would be. And then who knows, they might leave a lot sooner. And that's just bad for the employer. It's bad for the therapist cause it typically is expensive to find a new employee cause you miss out on potentially seeing patients and that's just bad for business in general. But I mainly made this just to improve the transparency of how companies and facilities operate. And it's just geared towards the, the uh, therapist. Cause I feel like, I mean, with social media like there should be no reason why it's tough to find out what a company is like before going there. And I think a lot of the times therapists are kind of afraid to share what a company's like. um, So this is kind of a safe place just to kind of share what's going on, just so we can get better services, so we can be paid better and treated better as well. Because I think the more that you know how places operate, the more you know what's a good facility and what's a bad facility, Mm -hmm. what's normal and what's abnormal. And that's just good for the
0: patient as well. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. I feel like most of my understanding of what various companies are has just come from word of mouth. It's not I don't know. I feel like having this one database with a lot more information where people can maybe speak more openly. I was looking through it yesterday and there's an anonymous option too, so it's not like your name has to be attached to it, which I think is beneficial as well. So, very yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: everything can be fully anonymous. So, no reason not to ask questions.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, A couple other questions that are just a little bit random, kind of about your background, travel PT, how you're mixing in a few of these different things. Uh, You mentioned you have your CSCS certification. Have you felt like you've used that a lot with your various populations, maybe outside of outpatient?
1: I'd say right now it's definitely good for marketing because I feel like it makes you stand out. A little bit. And then mm-hmm. in PT school, I was a personal trainer. So I used it to train people while I was in PT school. I'd say the knowledge is good. Um, this about exercise programming. Cause some of that was not in my PT program. Agreed. And I mean, I feel like it's definitely not a bad thing to have in my shoes. I'm kind of, so my last job, it was in a nursing home, but then the past job, it was in the home care setting. So patients in those populations they're a bit less active of course yeah but i think it's i mean it's it's been good to have at least for the marketing i think and then if if i ever want to go more in the personal training route or work consistently with the more active population i think it's good to have So regardless i'm going to keep my license
0: regardless (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those things where it's not super super expensive to keep either so yeah not 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 a bad tool to have in a toolbox um and then this is kind of just again i know you've had like facebook webinars where you've done like a market assessment of kind of travel pt where things are at what what would you say in terms of like the competition to break into travel pt is right now is it higher than it's been in the past is it lower what does that kind of look like
1: would you say for physical therapists right
0: yeah yep for Tra- physical the- therapists.
1: yeah i'd say the job market's good now there are a lot of jobs and I think it's more than before the pandemic because really? th- during the pandemic, there was kind of a pause because people were freaking out and didn't know what to do. But I'd say the um, the job market is, there are a lot of jobs now and this, this is pretty good. And I think as long as you're flexible on setting and the location, you can definitely break into a travel job and you can even do that as a new grad as well. You just want to make sure you are comfortable and that it's a good facility because mm-hmm. for some facilities on the first day you can have a full caseload and it can be stressful for some people so if you're not confident you don't want to walk into that situation and then you might have to cancel the contract early which is not good but i think the chances are pretty good to break into it especially if you're flexible on setting flexible on location and if you have more experience i think it's
0: okay good. This is, this is something I'm just curious about, but, um, so being in all these different locations, it's something I've experienced too with clinical rotations. Um, and even now, so being in a new spot all by yourself, it seems like you, you haven't had a whole lot of issue kind of forming these new communities, making connections would have been some of your tips or tricks to expanding your community as you enter these new places. Yeah.
1: Being yeah, on a travel contract, I mean, it's similar to a clinical rotation, but you get paid a lot more for it. So it's not like you're doing <laughs> all the free labor, but yes. So a reality is sometimes it could get lonely. I'm very extroverted and I've noticed pretty much 90% of travelers are extroverted and mm-hmm. most of them are single, like an extroverted. That's like a common, uh, uh, common thing. Yeah. So, so some tricks to meet more people. There's a new travel app. It was made by travel nurses. It's called MedVenture. It's kind of like a meetup app. I wouldn't say a dating app, but just for travelers. And there's meetup events on that app regularly and some cities have a bunch of travelers. So for one time I was in San Francisco and there's a bunch of travelers there. There's hundreds of travelers there. You never feel alone. There's constant social events going on. Um, and then there's even a Facebook group just for travelers in, in San Francisco. And there's like 300 people in that group that are just travelers. So I'd say just through Facebook, uh, the MedVenture app, and kind of just putting yourself out there, which, yeah. which could be scary for some people, but I'm like overly extroverted. So that's why it's not as scary for me. But I know some people that are more introverted where it would be more of a challenge to do and it could get lonely. But some people even take travel contracts that are close to where they live or in their same state to begin mm-hmm. and then as they feel more comfortable then they can go a little bit further that's kind of what I did my okay. first travel contract was close to Chicago it was like three hours away and then I was like this feels comfortable and then I went to the west coast I drove across the country
0: and I went to California so and now yeah. I
1: have been staying in the west
0: coast Okay. I'm I'm definitely going to be using a few of these different things, even though, you know, I'm not traveling. I am in a new space by myself <clears throat> and it has presented some challenges. I mean, you know, I've used uh, different dating apps, different, like, I think it's called meet up. The same kind of idea where people meet up. Like meet up. Yeah. So people like with common interests can meet up and things like that. So, I have, you know, I'm working, doing my best to meet people, but definitely a lot of challenges. So I appreciate the recommendations and I'm sure some of my listeners will too. Um, So let's kind of pivot a bit. And I want to talk about how you broke into real estate. So is that something that you had always known you wanted to do? Or is that something where an opportunity arose? How, How did this first get started?
1: I did not think I would be in real estate when I got into PT school at all. I didn't think I'd be a traveler when I got into PT school at all. All these things just kind of did happen, the more I learned, um, and as I went through it. So I basically became more interested in real estate during my first travel job. I worked in the home care setting. The place was super rural. I would go on long drives with the company car. They actually gave you a company car, which is super rare in the home care setting. Some commutes were one hour, one way. And then during those commutes, I would literally listen to podcasts and audio books. And I would just keep on binge listening to podcasts about real estate. And I pretty much kept doing that. And eventually that just like changed my mindset to think, Hey, I can do this. Cause when you constantly hear the same thing over and over, but in like a slightly different way, then you kind of internalize the mindset shift and you think, Hey, I can do this. Hey, I'm a doctor, right? A a doctor, physical therapist. I'm kind of smart. I can figure this out. And that, that's kind of what got me interested in investing in real estate. It was through podcasts while I was working in the home care setting. Cause I like the home care setting. That's like the best setting to do other jobs or to learn while you're on the job. Cause Mm -hmm. when you're in between patients, you can do whatever you want during those drives. So that's kind of what, what got me into real estate initially, the, um, the podcasts and the audio books.
0: Okay. And then, so, how long from the time you decided that you wanted to get into real estate um, did you actually purchase your first property?
1: It took me two years of research to feel comfortable to to buying something. And Mm -hmm. because I'm terrified, it's like the biggest investment of my uh, life, right? And the more research I had, the less fear I had. And the the less research I had, the more fear I had. (laughs) So at first it was very scary, but it took me about two years and then i bought my first property it was it's a fourplex unit in kansas city missouri i bought that in march of 2021 and then i bought my second one um so the one in kansas city it's a four unit building and it's a long-term rental mm-hmm. and then the second one i bought was i closed in january of 2022 so of this year and that's a cabin in the smoky mountains in Tennessee, and that's a short-term rental on Airbnb and DRBO. So I bought that one quicker. And then now I'm also looking for another one. But now my mindset is shifted to where I feel more confident to buy something quicker as yeah. long as it makes sense. But before, it took a lot of time to research. Now um, um, my mindset is more shifted to do it because I didn't mm-hmm. think it gets easier with time the more that you do it and the more you think about it versus the first time it's tough but it's good to just take a step and do it it's like my first day as a PT the first few months sucked uh, I was terrible and then it gets easier with time and you don't even think about it now so mm-hmm. just like that
0: well congratulations it seems like you're well on your way there um in terms of having properties in different states what kind of challenges does that present and how do you how do you manage that like if any issues Mm -hmm. come up do you have someone who manages the property for you or how does that work
1: yes so these properties i bought them out of state and that could sound crazy to buy something to invest out of state but i literally researched it a ton And I read books about it and I talked to people that were doing it. So, for the long term rental in Missouri, I have a property manager. And -hmm. then for the short term rental in the Smoky Mountains, I self manage that. And I do that because I have a team on the ground. There's a contractor, there is a cleaner as well, and a person who just does random tasks. So, as long as you have those three people you can pretty much self manage it with the right apps too cuz i have different apps where it sends guest messages as well but some issues that come up i mean if a guest does something bad then when the cleaner does a the turn they would tell me and then i would have to resolve that Good but God. so far for the the short term rental i mean there are, hasn't been anything major that's been bad. One thing that happened at the... It was like the first two months because there's bears in the area. Um, and I didn't have the bear-proof trash bins. Oh, and gosh. there was an influx of garbage that the guests had because they were there for seven days. And I didn't know what to do. So I told them to put the trash in the shed. And it's locked. It's a wood shed with a lock. There's a lock on it. And then... The next morning, the the guest tells me the lock's on the ground and the trash is on the ground and it's opened up and okay. that that was a bear that was that that was a freaking bear, um, wow. But that wasn't bad because that's a key fix and everybody was okay. So now <laughs> I, I bought the bear-proof trash bins. Oh, huh. so that's a, must, that's that's like one funny issue.
0: Must it, have been some good. There. Must must have been some good trash. That sounds like it could have been an absolute disaster, though. So okay. yeah,
1: bears are super common there, but they're black bears, so they're the they're like the chill bears. They're not aggressive, gotcha. but if there's food, they will come into your they will
0: come in your car. Mm-hmm. They will take your food. So one thing that's important to me with this podcast is that I provide my listeners with some good resources, or at least like a starting point. So for someone who maybe is interested in this real estate route, you mentioned, you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts, read several books, where would you recommend as a starting point for someone? Is there any like one book or one podcast, maybe that stands out?
1: The main podcast, there's one called Bigger Pockets, like B-I-G-G-E-R-P-O-C-K-E-T-S. There's a wealth of knowledge there. It's all free advice. That's a huge Mm -hmm. resource. I started a Facebook group recently. It's called Medical Travelers in Real Estate. That's a good place to check in if you work in healthcare in terms of real estate too. And... Another book I really like is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's more of a mindset shift book. That's by Robert Kiyosaki. And it just talks about owning a business and real estate so you don't trade your time for money in the long term.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a mindset shift than a physical. action. And then you talk a lot about this mind shift. Mind set shift that has occurred over time so a lot of it sounds like it's just been repetition hearing the same things over and over again is there anything else that occurred during that time uh, or lessons that you learned that kind of pushed you to say that okay this is um, something that i can actually accomplish
1: i'd say going to in-person real estate meetups because a lot Mm -hmm. of the times as physical therapists all we talk to are physical therapists and we all think the same. So it's good to try to find people that are doing things different than than what we're doing, um, especially in real estate. Cause I, cause I think most therapists are trained to not think about business and making money. That's how I was trained at least. And that's how I thought um, we're, we're kind of just trained to see patients and that's fine. That's, that's not bad at all, but I think it's good to surround yourself with people outside of physical therapists. And Mm -hmm. just go to like real estate investor meetups. You can find them in Facebook groups or on the meetup app or on Eventbrite, even on the, there's a bigger pockets website where they have meetups as well. Just try to surround yourself with entrepreneurs or investors and people that are not
0: all PTs. So Mm -hmm. So we can think differently. And could you just offer us a little bit of a peek into what these actually actual meetups look like? Like, what sorts of things are happening at them? Is it, are you just conversing with others, or what's the what's the vibe when you show up? Yeah, there's
1: there's different kinds of meetups. So, I mean, a lot of the meetups are free, actually. So, I would just it could be at a bar or some room. There, some have an agenda, some don't have an agenda. Um, most of the time it's just like a social hour just to kind of chat over a drink. And most real estate investors are very friendly and like to talk about themselves. So it's a good way to connect with other people and, and just chat and have like a no pressure
0: casual conversation. Okay. Cause I think, yeah, I, I think what most people are envisioning, this is kind of what I was envisioning beforehand was, this big networking event where everyone's kind of showing up in suits and maybe someone gives a little bit of a presentation. Sometimes there are presentations,
1: but typically even if there's a presentation consistently at the beginning and at the end, there's like an open time just to talk and network with other people. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like real estate, it's, it's, it's definitely a relationship based game. So the more people, you know, the better shape you'll be. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, It's not like what you know, but it's who you know, definitely Mm -hmm. in real estate, but some people do wear suits. Some people wear shorts. Some people wear slippers, sandals. I mean, it just, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. There's a big spectrum. I say Uh, just go to as many as you can and then you'll see what people are doing and you'll learn from them and then you can
0: do your thing. All right, last question I have just about the real estate. Um, so, I saw that you were in Las Vegas a couple times in the last few months. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that event was, what those events were. Yes.
1: So, the first event in September, it was for a conference called TravCon. It's a traveler conference, it's a once a year conference for traveling medical professionals. It's pretty much there's CEUs, it's good for networking, and it's like a giant party. It's crazy. And it's all sponsored by travel agencies. There's a bunch of food, bunch of drinks, bunch of events. It's like the cheapest way to enjoy the finest parts of Vegas. And that was amazing. I'm going to go there next year. That was, it was, I loved it because you spend so little money, but you're literally in a nice hotel getting amazing food, amazing drinks. And it's a good way to connect with other travelers as well because it's just geared toward travelers. Mm-hmm. And I also hosted a real estate meetup there last year too. It it was big. There was like one hundred travelers there. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. And then two weeks after the, I went to Vegas again because Vegas is a popular place for conferences. It was for a real estate conference called STR Nation, um, which stands for Short Term Rental Nation. And it was kind of more formal there it it there was a lot of learning and networking with real estate investors, and then there were, yeah, it was definitely more of an educational and network conference there, just to learn about short term rentals like on Airbnb and v r b o less whining and dining that time around, less whining and dining. <laughs> I paid for my own lunch and dinner sometimes there We're in Travcon, it was all.
0: Everything was covered. Yeah, that sounds awesome. All right, Jonas, I've got five more questions I ask all my guests. It's kind of a rapid fire deal here where you give our listeners just a little bit of insight into what's led to your success. So, yep. are, you are you up for answering those questions? Let's go. All right, Jonas, what is your biggest key to a successful day?
1: I'd say just being consistent and doing the little things every single day. I don't have to do a bunch of things in one day, just be
0: consistent over the long-term, play the long-term game. Okay. so what would you say some of those consistencies are for you right now? Right now, I'd say
1: just waking up and putting things on my calendar to do Mm -hmm. and tracking my goals, but it's mainly just making a list of things to do the morning of and waking up at a decent hour.
0: Okay, cool. Um, what do you, what do you wish someone would have told you five years ago that would impact um, what you're doing now? I'd say
1: invest in real estate as soon as possible. <laughs> Think about finances and just start earlier in my investing journey.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. All right. Question number three, what book or product <clears throat> has positively impacted your life the most over the last three to six months?
1: There's a new book I'm reading. It's called 30 Day Stay. It mainly talks about midterm rental stays, which are stays between like 30 30 days and six months. So it's renting out to like traveling healthcare workers or people that are displaced from their home with insurance Mm -hmm. companies. It's just a way to rent your property to a different clientele. And that's, there's a, a lot of a lot of different ideas too that are
0: presented. Cool. Next question, is there any quote or mantra that you try and live your life by?
1: You are your biggest competitor. I don't compare myself to other people. I only try to compete with myself. And that allows me to not get jealous of other people, to be humble and to only just focus on my own goals and just focus on
0: becoming better than yesterday. I like it. All right. Last question. Signature question of the podcast. Jonas and say, what is your favorite snack?
1: Popcorn. Popcorn, my favorite snack. No hesitation. Not the one that's the buttery one. The one that you make on a pan with the kernels. That's my favorite one.
0: All right. Jonas, a lot of great information today. I know I learned a ton and I'm looking forward um, to my listeners being able to learn a little bit about your journey too. Where can people find you? And then maybe if you want to, do you have any plugs? If you want to talk about your mentorship? Um, yeah, anything you want to plug right now, go for it. Sure. You can find me on my
1: on my Instagram, TikTok, mainly Instagram at Jonas, the P-T-Y-O-N-A-S-T-H-E. And then PT, I have a Facebook group rate my therapy company and then another real estate group for healthcare workers called medical travelers in real estate
0: that's it all right thanks again so much for coming on i really appreciate it